Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Okay, so He's that's how to- it started last night, uh, Mr. Fetterman there. Uh, to everybody tuning in. Every There was one question in that entire debate. How is his brain after the stroke? And he opened with... Play that again. Hi. Good night, everybody. There you go. So that was a, that was a rough start. Yeah. We got more uh, highlights and discussion on that whole thing coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, as we're going to talk a little finance here, central banks, including the Fed, as we call it here in the United States, losing tremendous amounts of money. You don't think of profit and loss when you think of central banks. They have a problem. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And with skyrocketing interest rates, it's not going to get better. So I came across this headline yesterday, got my attention. Survey says Americans will need 20% more to retire. Based just off of this year's economics. Well, that's a significant amount. I'd say. That's a big number. The expected retirement age has ticked up to 64 from 62.6 in a year. Wow. That's a pretty big jump in a year. About a year and a half, yeah. yeah. Stock and bonds markets have fallen sharply. I'm going to get into some numbers I think you'll find very interesting. But a typical 60-40 portfolio, and I don't know at what point you're supposed to go to 60-40, where investors put 60% of their money in stock, 40% of their money into bonds, 
is on track to deliver its worst returns in 100 years, according to the Bank of America. Well, I say. <laughs> worst returns in 100 years. Oof. Yeah, I'm not at retirement age, but man, if I was 62 and had been, you know, had on my calendar summer of 2023 for the last, you know, 15 years. Oh, my God. With a picture of a boat and a sunset or something. Yeah. Dang it. Well, in 100 years, let me think. 20s and 30s. Did anything happen then? Anything great and depressing? Well, it was kind of jazzy for a while. Yes, I remember that. It got, so much roaring. <laughs> it got great and depressing. Yes. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Uh, a couple other things for you. Uh, as inflation has surged, surged, the federal government has taken steps to mitigate the pain. We talked about uh, all these last week. The government has increased Social Security checks by 8.7% for 2023. That's the largest cost of living adjustment to benefits in 40 years. I I keep saying this. I don't like all these records. Most this, fastest that, highest this. I mean, all these records are not good. I mean, breaking, oftentimes, many decades are century-old records. Right. Well, the idea, since, you know, the days when Alan Greenspan was worshipped as some sort of god, he ran the Fed in the 90s, I guess, was it? Um uh, the idea is uh, it burbles up a little bit, then they tweak it, burbles down a little bit, just exists in a very narrow, regular band, no extremes at all. We just keep things humming because we've figured it all out. Now, the IRS also adjusted 401ks, so they're going to increase how much you can donate next year to 22500 to try to keep you on pace with the inflation because obviously the old number is worth a lot less than it was before. So all that makes sense, I assume, to everyone. Here we go with some numbers about retirement. Um, If we need 20% more to retire, the average retirement age in 2021, the most recent numbers, was 63. That's lower than I would have guessed. Yeah, me too. um, Median income of a 63-year-old, these are 2021 numbers, but was 58,000. Median retirement savings at 63, $221,000. So that's the median amount people had saved up for retirement. $221,000. $221,000. That's not enough, I don't think, for most people. Uh, now needed to retire because of the 20% more, two sixty-five. So that's uh, coming up about $44,000 short per person. And most of these people that are at retirement age, or if you've already retired, like you would, you know, I was talking about the person that was planning to retire next year. How about if you retired two years ago? You had all your plans, your numbers worked out, and everything like that. You're short of the money you thought you needed and presumably have no way to make it, to jump back into the workplace and make that money again. Right, yeah. That's rough. That is really rough, I feel, for those poor folks. Yeah. So one of the questions the Wall Street Journal had, and I wonder myself, if we have millions and millions and millions, so... We have we currently have forty seven million two hundred ninety thousand retirees in the United States, but those numbers are expected to explode because of our aging population. What ha- what what happens societally if we have gazillions of people who want to retire or are retired or really have no place in the workplace anymore? Who don't have enough money? What happens? What happens to our politics? What happens to our? 
Well, I think we can all hear the pleas in our heads already. You know, we can't let our uh, oldsters starve. They deserve, as Barack Obama put it, it's a human right to have a dignified retirement. So we'll have to to kick in for them, I guess. I say, hey, you just have to adjust. You're going to go for a place on the beach? Then you go for a place a couple blocks off the beach? Then a place about an hour and a half inland? Then a place in some decaying Rust Belt town with no economy and no future? Maybe up in the hills, getting your water out of the river with a bucket, pooping in a bucket, different bucket, buy two buckets. Just going to have to live a little more simply. Maybe live with your even older sister who you haven't talked to in 15 years. Trapping and eating raccoons and possum. Oh, my God. It's just a question of adjustment. <laughs> there are some serious political implications to this whole retirement situation. Yes, clearly, especially given the aging populace. Although we're importing a, uh, a young populace from Central America as fast as we possibly can. For reasons that we've gone over many times. Maybe all those jobs that aren't being filled now are going to end up being filled by older people who still have the silly notion that you should have a job and support yourself, uh, as opposed to the younger crowd that doesn't think you should have to have a job unless it makes your heart sing. But maybe there are enough old people that will work at the, you know, McDonald's or wherever. Uh, It's not my vision of being uh, 64, but it's also possible... And a couple of years ago, I would have said it's entirely likely. Now I'm dialing back to possible. The things will settle down substantially in the chaos of this year and the market plunges and the record this and record that will be a thing of the past within a couple of years. All that would be required for that to happen is Putin comes to his senses, Xi Jinping dies of a heart attack, and the reformers come to the fore in China. These are and pretty optimistic. The Easter Bunny comes to spread good cheer to all the children of the land. <laughs> I grow a foot. I mean, that's oh man. Um, the average amount in a retirement savings account for all adults right now dropped this year to eighty six thousand dollars. That's an eleven percent decline from twenty twenty one. So I don't know if people were taking money out of the retirement. For that number to drop, then the value of it, of course, dropped because of inflation. So what that will buy you dropped and the actual amount dropped. Yeah, woof. And again, retirement age ticked up in a year and a half in one year from 62.6 to 64 in terms of the average retirement age. I, 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 I think a major people talk about it for a century period has begun and we just don't know it yet that's what i think yeah yeah like i don't think did people know they were in the great depression at the very beginning i don't know if they did or not but they had that that giant stock market crash in 29 the way it did maybe this is more of a softer start to a really rough period but i i just i'm not i hope i'm wrong maybe i just have a bad attitude about life i just think we've we're we've already entered into a period that's going to last a while that's going to be really unpleasant yeah, I think our uh, our medicine, as it were, to cure economic ills are a lot more advanced than they were. On the other hand, our willingness to do really, really stupid stuff is much greater than it ever was in the past. Uh, getting way out over our skis, spending our children and grandchildren's money in a way that is utterly repugnant. 
That was never done in the past. It's already done. All the, yeah. that stuff's already done. There's nothing to do about it either. Well, and it's worth pointing out real briefly, and then we'll we'll move on from the gloom and doom. That central banks around the world, as I mentioned, are are hemorrhaging money. They're losing lots and lots of money. And most of us don't think in terms of profit and loss when we look at the Fed, for instance. But the way they spend money to a large extent, the way they quote unquote print money is that. The government announces, we're going to sell $100 zillion worth of bonds. And the Fed says, yeah, I want them all. And so all of a sudden, the Fed then buys $100 zillion worth of bonds, and that money goes into circulation because the government can spend it and the rest of it, um, assuming that interest rates, which were artificially low for a very, very long time, both parties are at fault, uh, would stay that way. Well, now they have risen starkly. Perhaps you've heard that. Uh, and so the cost to service debt, the attractiveness of bonds and the rest of it, the bond market, the bond market is enduring its worst sell off in a generation. Again, another superlative or crapperlative when it's a bad thing. Crapperlative. Yeah. You've invented a word. Falling bond prices in turn mean paper losses on the massive holdings that the Fed and others accumulated during their rescue efforts in recent years, which takes a lot of flexibility out of what they can do and puts real pressure on the treasury. Oh, great. So that stat again, a typical 60-40 retirement portfolio is on track to deliver its worst returns in 100 years. We heard you the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you just like saying that? (laughs) And I still say, I've been saying this for a while, with no offense to those of you who are baby boomers who didn't want any of these things to happen, the spending and whatnot. Right. The greatest generation will someday be labeled the worst generation. So Tom Brokaw's greatest generation is going to turn out to have been the worst generation. No, no, no. Different generation. Because the baby boomers were born after World War II. Who raised them? Oh, those bastards. (laughs) So I think the greatest generation came back and thought the 50s would last forever or whatever. And then raised kids who I I I don't know what happened. Free love, free spending. No responsibility, hippy-dippy bull-ass. Long hair, can't tell a girl from a boy. (laughs) Can't understand the words in the songs. (laughs) All right. Where's enunciation, Ben, in music? That's what I say. Anyway, you can comment on any of this. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Well, we got a text from somebody who's 63 and planned on retiring, and everything has changed. They are not going to retire when they thought they were going to. Got this Oof. other text says, I got five kids who love me. That's my retirement. <laughs> what? There you go. Let them take care of you. <laughs> oh, there you go. I Now I get it. Okay. Uh, so I think the reporter does a decent enough job of setting up our topic here. Then the floundering voice you uh, will hear after that is KJP, the secretary of uh, the press there at the White House. 40, please. President Biden last year likened the new 
Georgia voting law to quote Jim Crow in the 21st century, but turnout so far in the state's midterm elections has smashed midterm records. Uh, today it topped 1 million votes overall. That's about 70 percent more than 2018 on par with the presidential election turnout. Was President Biden wrong with this assessment of Georgia's, Georgia's voting law, or does he stand by that Jim Crow comparison? So, as you know, I got to be careful. Uh, I cannot get into politics from here, uh, so won't com comment specifically on that race or on the elections or the data that's coming out uh, of Georgia. But the president has been very clear that, based on the the big lie, uh, there have been a host of anti-voter policies forced on states that challenge America's fundamental fundamental right uh, to vote, right, the access to voting, and so this is uh, this is against our most basic values, uh, including respect for the law and the Constitution. And speaking generally, of course, wow. more broadly, uh, of course, uh, high turnout and voter suppression can take place at the same time. They don't have to be, uh, one doesn't have to happen on its own. They could be happening at the same time. But I'll leave it there without being able to really dig into uh, the politics of this. Who ordered the extra large word salad? Uh, Nate Hawkman in uh, National Review uh, did some nice writing about this. He says, this, my friends, is what those of us in the rank punditry business call an unfalsifiable hypothesis. The reason turnout went up, according to these people, is nebulous evidence that they don't deign to cite. Uh, and then when it turns out there's record voting, they respond, essentially, the reason our lie turned out to be a lie is that we lied. Uh, there wasn't any voter suppression, and her long screed about the Constitution is just reasonable efforts to ensure the ballot is accurate. So, anyway, I hope that crap is over with. We'll see. Meanwhile, speaking of politics, headline in the New York Times, the liberal New York Times, Democrats on defense in blue states brace for a red wave in the House. Republicans are pressing their advantage deep into Democratic territory in the closing stretch of the 2022 campaign, competing for an abundance of House seats amid growing signs that voters are poised to punish President Biden, President Biden's party, even in the bluest parts of the state. And they point out that the way this works is you're going to win some seats you didn't expect to win. You're going to maybe win, maybe lose some seats that you made the Democrats spend a lot of time and money on defending that they never intended to. And you're going to shake them up enough in the really blue areas that they're going to have to pour some time and resources into those, too. So even where there isn't a red win, they will have sapped the Democrats' ability to fight in other swing districts. So, New York Times goes into a fair amount of depth. You know what they don't talk about much, and I wish they would have, is uh, gubernatorial races. The Fetterman-Oz debate, which we're going to talk about next segment, plays some clips, and, oh, man, if you haven't heard them, oof, unbelievable. But I heard some of the uh, Kathy Hochul and what's-his-face challenging her in New York. I had it here somewhere, and I misplaced it, but and it doesn't matter. The, the Republican who wants to be governor of New York... She's, she took over when uh, Gropey McGropster stepped down. Right, exactly, yeah. And she was said to be a shoe-in in that solidly blue state. Well, the Republican, whose name escapes me, has been gaining ground rapidly and whooped her hind end, not literally like Cuomo would have done, but figuratively. <laughs> he He bested her in a debate last night. Even the liberal New York Times, again, is saying she was constantly on the defensive as he pounded home the message of crime and public safety, and she had no real answers. 
Well, the big question last night was how bad was the stroke for the Democratic candidate in Pennsylvania? Well, you'll hear some of the debate clips coming up. If you missed an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. John Fetterman shoots too low. We want much more money than that. And there are many ways to achieve that, but John Fetterman thinks the minimum wage is his weekly allowance from his parents. He's not really cognizant of the real challenges of business owners who've got to balance that with employees. Thankfully, we have a solution. And John, you didn't answer the question. You can't put businesses out of uh, commission in order to pay more wages because they won't be the wages will go to zero, which is John Fetterman's radical plan. If you really follow to conclusion, huh. again, it's it's remarkable. He hasn't really had any answer that he actually had about that in his. He doesn't want to talk about having somebody having a living wage and having somebody able to survive again. So that's a little from last night's uh, senatorial debate in Pennsylvania between Dr. Oz, the Republican, and John Fetterman, the Democrat. The eyes of whoever watched it were on it mostly, I think, well, at least significantly, uh, to see how Fetterman's doing recovering from the stroke. There's been a fair amount of conversation whether he's even capable of serving as a United States senator. Uh, I would also argue that it was worth it just to watch for issues and the classic, uh, you know, aspects of a debate and and those were pretty persuasive too in my opinion but it was hard to get past fetterman's performance now let me read you some of the responses and then we can play a couple of clips i don't remember who all these people are who has screen capturing on twitter last night i was going to mainstream 
slash lefty journalists, because I know how the right-leaning journalists are going to portray it, but even the mainstream lefty journalists were never seen anything like this Fetterman performance. If anything, the NBC reporter understated his condition. That's going to that NBC reporter, I forget her name, who did the interview with Fetterman a week or so ago and got just killed by liberal media for for uh, adding after the interview that he had trouble making small talk in private before she started the interview. And she was just killed for that. Republican talking points. Are you on the payroll of the blah, blah, blah? Wow, the classic non-argument. Yeah, well, if anything, she downplayed his situation likely. Uh, uh, Joe Scarborough, MSNBC from Morning Joe. John Fetterman's ability to communicate is seriously impaired. Pennsylvania voters will be talking about this obvious fact, even if the media will not. Well, some of the media is. Here's another lefty journalist. I spoke to Fetterman recently, and I expected him to be very bad tonight, but he was much worse than I expected. Wow. Um, so, there you go. Uh, keeping in mind, as the New York Times points out, the debate was held under unusual conditions. Situated above the moderators were two 70-inch monitors to show the text of what was being said in close to real time for both questions and answers. Professional typists were on hand to try to transcribe the debate as part of an agreed-upon accommodation for Mr. Fetterman, who uh, had a stroke, etc. It was interesting. Both the New York Times and NPR, as I mentioned earlier, went with a nearly identical sentence to describe what happened. Mr. Fetterman's words were frequently halting, and he occasionally stumbled. Which is a hell of a description of what I saw, because I watched probably 15 minutes of it, and I turned it off because it was sad. I got enough policy stuff. Dr. Oz got into shots about Fetterman being a couch-surfing ne'er-do-well who's never had a freaking job um, and a complete phony. But watching a stroke victim struggle to communicate was giving me no pleasure whatsoever. Um, but the idea that he stumbled occasionally or spoke haltingly is a fiction. There were a couple of sentences. This is not an exaggeration. There were a couple of sentences I saw in 15 minutes that were uh, entirely correct. A couple out of a hundred that weren't missing words or the wrong word or the effects of the stroke. Well, let's just go with uh, the very beginning of the debate when they ask for the opening statement, because uh, and that's what this is expected to be. I'm sure it was the most watched debate nationwide for any of the races anywhere in the country. And most people were tuning in for one thing and one thing only to see how his brain was doing. And he stumbled right off the bat. So 36 or 30. I'm sorry. Over there. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. Yeah. You know, it was obviously flawed, but a nice sentiment. Hello, good night was not a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, one of the things I hate about it, just completely away from the, you know, he's 50 some years old. Nobody wants to have a stroke part of it. Is it, it, it's, it give it, it makes him a sympathetic character in a lot of ways that he shouldn't be a sympathetic character at all. You're a rich kid who never got a job and lived off your parents, went to Harvard, then did nothing with it. Right. I mean, he's just a loser yeah. of a guy. And now you get, he gets a lot of sympathy for the fact that he had a stroke. I think it's, I think electorally it's going to help him. But uh, John Poderitz in the New York Post wrote, it's an act of personal malpractice on the part of those who encouraged him to continue because this is singularly upsetting performance is not the way any person on this earth and particularly not someone who suffered a calamitous brain shock should become famous or notorious or be remembered for. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Hit us with clip number 31, please, Alex. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't I don't I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. So he they, they had presented him with a statement he had made. Where he just specifically said, I do not support fracking. I never have. And they ask him to square that with the fact that he now supports it. Yeah. And he just said, I do. And I do. And furthermore. Furthermore, I do. I do. Another clip or two in a moment after a word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. 40% off right now. Because you're our listeners, 40% off Simply Safe's award-winning home security system, which you will customize to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring costs under a dollar a day. That's less than half of the cost of, for instance, ADT's traditional professional installed plans. Less than half the cost and better quality. I've known so many people who had security systems installed but never used them because they were complicated and just... They, didn't, they went off when you didn't want them to. Simply Safe is simple to use, simple to set up. That's where the Simply comes in. But it is not, um, uh, not a great system. It is twenty four seven monitoring that you get for about a dollar a day. He's won all kinds of awards. It's the best thing you can get out there. And with no contract, that's amazing. They're monitoring experts who use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break in is real, so you get the highest priority police dispatch. And again, forty percent off when you visit. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong today. Customize the perfect system for your home and your needs. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Same columnist from the New York Post. Democratic voters with no have no option now other than to close their eyes to what they saw in the debate and vote for someone who should not be in the Senate or vote for his rival or not vote at all. Those are your options as a Democrat in Pennsylvania. So, but uh, the, so if he can't. We don't know that his brain doesn't work in terms of he reads about a policy, he thinks about it, he comes up with a judgment. We don't know that he's impaired in that way. Right. So it does he... could be entirely verbal. Th- does the hello, good night, does that keep you from being a U.S. senator? Because, you know, it's not really that... Hi. Good night, everybody. I think... Uh, good night. I think the accumulated uncertainty that people got watching that debate and reading about it now, that's going to be enough. There are a hell of a lot of swing voters in Pennsylvania, a surprising number. Of course, my argument would be better if you released all your medical records. Ah, yes. The fact that he doesn't and won't release his medical records really hurts that argument. Clip 37. 
Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. No. Uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have you know, spe speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve, and, and that's what I believe is appropriate, and now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run the campaign, and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning, and I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. They all believe that I'm ready to be served. Uh, Oz did the wise thing and didn't bring up the stroke at all in the debate because it's there on display. Why would you? And and Fetterman tried to pin that on Oz that he constantly talks about it, but Oz didn't bring it up once. So, but so what do you think in terms of his ability to be a senator? I don't think he should be a senator because he's a loser who's never done anything. But, but yeah, that I was going to say I, I got to get past that. I <laughs> right. think he's a bum and a fake. He is, he is completely phony. He is yeah. all complete phony. He is a creation. I mean, like Lady Gaga is a creation of, uh, what's her real name? Doesn't matter. Stephanie, what's it? Terminata. Um, John Fetterman is a character created by John Fetterman. Right, and it's worked. Yeah, and then people, so far so good. And then people put on the... Six eight bald guy in a jeep wearing a hoodie. Their beliefs about working class this or whatever, but none of that matches him at all. Oh no, he's putting on a costume. Yeah, one more clip. Thirty nine. Uh, again, Doctor Oz, you know, loves free free money when it's a, a half a million dollar tax break on one of his you know homes down in a ranch in Florida, and whether it was a fifty dollar tax break, you know, about his farm in Montgomery County. So it's about supporting and helping. You know, young earners, excuse me, young, young, uh, young, you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe that that supporting. Uh, all right. You know, uh, with all due sympathy uh, to the human being that is John Fetterman, um, who's a loser, you could not come away from that debate thinking, oh, yeah, I love his ideas. I think he's good to go. Um, just because he wasn't able to communicate them. So well, given the enormous number of swing voters in Pennsylvania, I think it was uh, terribly damaging to him. Well, all right. Uh, I'd like the moderator to note that Joe Getty refuses to ask my question. Um, does he believe the stroke should keep him from being a U.S. senator? Um, Probably. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to the voters of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, see, I got him. I won that one. Well, I just I honestly wonder about this. Do you need to be glib to be a U.S. senator? I mean, no. No, honestly, if he was a, a man of great wisdom and accomplishment, I would be defending him because I've met stroke victims whose thoughts were perfectly coherent, but they couldn't get them to come out of their mouths. They could uh, transmit them in writing in some cases if they were physically able or get them out through interpreters or whatever. Uh, but Fetterman shows no sign of uh, being anything other than a progressive hack. And a phony. <laughs> progressive hack is what you want if you're a progressive, just like conservative hack is what you want if you're conservative. Apparently, how is he going to vote on abortion the way you want if you're a progressive? Mm -hmm. How is he going to vote on you know this and that the way you want? So do, does it make any difference if he can spit out a sentence? Well, if I'm truly a progressive, then I vote for him. 
addled than whatever. He'll he'll serve for a week or two. The Democratic leadership will say to him, "Look, you got a pen, you got a pension and health care for life, but you're getting the hell out of the way because you're not up to it. We're going to oh, appoint somebody." Him getting a pension and health care for life is is unjust as anything could be. Oh yeah. He's yeah. a freaking phony. He's as phony as anybody I can remember in politics. Yeah. Those of you busting your asses to, you know, make your, your house payment and pay your bills and put your kids through school and that sort of thing. Regular working class guys, what I am. He's going to coast on tax dollars his entire life. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. Wow. If oh, yeah. you can come up with a phonier person than him, I'd like to know who he, who it would be. I mean, Trump is what he's displayed himself to be his whole life. <laughs> who's, who's phonier than John Fetterman? Yeah, Ever. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Hi. Good night, everybody. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on do not disturb, tuning out all the constant just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Armstrong and Getty Show. Will you be going to In-N-Out, and is there anything you can do at a federal level to take on the quality of the fries? <laughs> Thank you for saying this. People need to talk about it. Thank you for saying mm-hmm. this, because every time I come out here, everyone's like, oh my God, In-N-Out, In-N-Out, and I'm like, my 
controversial non-political opinion is that it's overrated. Yes. 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 But it's Thank because, you. like, I'm a big fry person. What are they doing? What with is this dry fry thing going Ch- on here? Hmm, that's interesting. It's AOC, not a fan of In-N-Out Burger, which I... I can barely get past your voice to hear what she was saying. In-N-Out fries are great when they're hot, like right when you get them. They're so good. But I man, was just going to say, I had In-N-Out on the way home the other day after the show, and I ate them fresh, and they were like from the hand of God right into the paper bag. But they don't stay that way very long. No, they don't. And uh, It's a durability issue. Alex, you look like you have a comment to make about this. You know, for someone who preaches equity and equality, I think all fried potatoes matter here. <laughs> wow. Let's start um, there. Uh, the uh, burgers, uh, ugh, I'm just so disappointed. I think In-N-Out is overrated, too. I don't know if that makes me a bad Californian or what, but I, I like it. And as a company, no, it's it by you far as by far the best company of fast food burgers. The people are better and nicer and everything like that. They pay more. Mm-hmm. It's just better. It's a better organization. But the burgers are overrated. Well, I just... well, I have a couple of points to make. First of all, <laughs> it was decided many years ago that you admitted your heart of tasting. You always eat sweet and sour pork, white bread, etc. Yes. So I banned you because using it's... my powers as co-host from ever commenting on culinary matters. But I like McDonald's better. <laughs> I'm turning it's... his mic off. I'm sorry. I can't take his slander anymore. I can't. I like a quarter pounder with cheese more than an In-N-Out burger. Wow. Wow. Well, that's fine. Again, what I was going to say is the In-N-Out burger is unique. And uh, animal style, please. Um, And uniquely fantastic for a lot of people. Some don't like it as well as others. That's fine. It's okay. And, you know, there's the taste matter, and then there's also how your body reacts to it. And hmm. I am going to need to block out a certain amount of time. Oh my! In the middle of the night, if I eat it in and out. For some now, is that post gallbladder or even pre? Uh, I don't know if I've had in and out since I got my gallbladder. Probably ought not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I freaking love it, and I digest it as easily as a nice lettuce salad. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hanson, label this segment of the podcast, Jack Aligns with AOC. I did align with AOC on this. My God. What has become of you? There's slavery on the ballot in five states. What now? It's somewhat surprising. Abe Lincoln just perked up and said, what now? <laughs> five U.S. states will vote this uh, November on whether to eliminate language in their state constitutions that allow slavery essentially as punishment in prisons which was an exception written into the 13th amendment which you may have heard abolished slavery more than 150 years ago well by slavery in a prison they just mean uh, like work gangs and stuff like that right you have to work for little to no pay i'm fine with that i think we should do more of that see i have no problem with it either with some caveats but you got law professors here. This is the beginning of a wave, says Sharon Dolovich, law professor at the UCLA and an expert on prison law. I suspect that in 10 years, maybe we'll be horrified that in 2022, most states had this on the books. My caveats are this. Obviously, there can be no cruelty or, or anything like that. Um, on the other hand, it costs a prison load of money to keep somebody in prison. And if they do something productive to help defray that cost, freaking good. 
Otherwise, it's coming out of my paycheck. I didn't break the law. You did. And why can't it be at least as hard as it is for the people who are loading boxes that UPS, you know, Amazon right now. Uh, distribu- distribution center, et cetera. My other caveat, though I am fine with most of this, is that uh, if the prison labor is competing with a private company mm. and undermining them, that's no good. That's a good question right there. So it's got to be something unique to the state or just turning big rocks into little rocks, although... Here at Little Rocks Amalgamated, we don't like the competition. Yeah, what's wrong with just digging holes and filling them back in? I got no problem with Is that. Is there anything wrong with that? Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.